This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is April 18th, and the Yankees have won two games in a row, and they came against the Boston Red Sox, and they were both clean, nice, fun, exciting victories, and I can't wait to talk about them. World Series back on, baby. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks. Thank you for hitting play and hanging out with us for a little bit as we recap this two-game set versus the Boston Red Sox. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I got my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan originally from Connect I Cut. And right away, this episode is brought to you by four people. Three of their names start with J, which is always cool. Joshua Potter. Sounds like it could be a British name. Joshua Potter. Mm. Why do I think that? Harry Potter? Probably Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. I have big connect the dots there, but yeah. Yeah. Jordan Boss? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> had, a, had a nice talk with Jordan Boss. He just got a dog. Yeah? Yeah. You think if he's the boss of someone, they call him like Boss Jordan Boss? The boss man. Yeah, there's probably some self-fulfilling prophecy there, right? Like, he has to become a boss. Oh, yeah. Manager at Safeway or something like that? You can't just be low-level... No, you can't be low man on the boss. totem pole. No, That's awesome. Didn't. Congrats, Jordan. Congrats, Jordan, on that. That was really nice of you, of your uh, whoever. Maybe that's how it happened back in like the 1600s England. Okay. There, the, the guy was a boss. That's why they called him that. Taylor Morante. Morante? Taylor Morante and Jason Jalden. How would you say that last name? J-U-D-O-N. Jordan? Jason Jowden. Yeah. Jason Jowden. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. $2 a month helps us a ton. You get a chance to win two jerseys each month, one via raffle, one via contest, affordable jerseys, no name on the back from Majestic Manufacturer, ships from Pennsylvania. We have a contest going on right now, but I think you're too late. You missed it. Next cool. month, you'll be part of the contest. You can be part of the raffle for April if you sign up right now. You get to hang out in the chat with us. It's cool. The chat's uh, active today on a fun win. There's a bunch of people in there hanging out, talking live. We'll take questions and have conversations with them after we wrap up the official podcast. And um, it's $2 a month. Helps out a lot. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Jake. Boom. How you doing? Where's your headspace? Where are you coming to me at? I am good, man. I mean, this is... I mean, you and I, not to get too emotional early, but you and I have tied a lot <laughs> into this Yankees team and franchise. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, man, I, I was going to jokingly say this is the best day of my life. Um, that That's pushing it. But 
Man, I, I don't think it's far off from saying that this is, what, the best the best day since, I mean, game, game, two. game two of the ALDS, yeah. I would say that's the best, best. Opening day was fun. Sure. But this is better than opening day. Opening day is cute. It's a cute. You know it's meaningless. You know it's meaningless. You you know that you could literally have the worst season ever. You could have something like 12 guys end up on the injured list um, even after a good opening day. And, uh, I mean, Jim, it, it was it was just great. We, um, I mean, almost any storyline you wanted to put together came together, whether it was our bullpen or the Red Sox bullpen or Guardy or Hap settling down, Paxton's huge start. I mean, everything we saw, whatever Mike Talkman is, everything we saw over the past two days, we saw something great. Gio Urshela had the top the number one play on SportsCenter um, over the past two days. So it it feels like an award, a reward, an award. We'll do awards later. But um, it's it's exciting, man. And hopefully with four coming up against the Kansas City Royals, hopefully we can really get this season on track to, to where we hope to get to. How are yeah. you doing, Jim? I'm good. I'm excited. It was a fun – it was a fun um – Two days. The games were fun, but there was some other stuff that was cool for us. Two things happened that I want to thank our people that listen and follow for. One, I got the scoop on Mike Ford, and that was fun. And I said this on our radio show, but I want to say it here because um, more people listen here. Uh, the response from people that have been listening to the podcast and that have been following that were that were like, genuinely happy for me that was better than getting the scoop that was so much more rewarding that people were like dude that's like they felt like part of it because you are like the only reason i got that scoop is because people listen to the show and follow me so that's awesome so i want to say thank you for that two amber sabathia asked for people to like who do you guys want to see at your all-star softball game that they do for their charity and uh our so our followers went crazy on her page. Like we got over 200 tags. Like we want talking Yanks to be there. Let them do commentary and stuff, which Jake and I would like to do. I don't think it's going to happen because, because Amber Sabathia requested Michelle Obama, Oprah <laughs> and someone else. And yeah, I mean, you, you were a little taken aback. I mean, this isn't the first time I've been thrown in the same boat with Mickey O and Oprah and the gang like that. But uh, yeah, you guys were bored. You guys all pushed it as far as you could without going over the limit, which I think is awesome. And yeah. Amber asked for feedback. We kindly said, may maybe just give us a mention. And you guys really pushed the envelope. We might have some stuff coming on that. She told us to make a FIVO thing. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, either way, you guys are awesome. And I, I don't know, worst, worst case, maybe we'll be on the outside of the stadium just screaming or something. But thank, thank you for that. Yeah. So anyway, so I was saying that, the, and then the games is what matters most, and they were fantastic. Uh, a laugher, and then a come from behind win. That's the two. Like if you were to give me two options, because I don't want two come from behind wins. That's too much nervous energy. I liked the fun, happy energy game one. The nervous energy game two. The relief and excitement when Guardy hits it. So I am on cloud nine right now. I'm excited that we get happy burns. Yeah. So excited we get happy burns. Let's uh let's uh let's go straight into those. You ready? Wow. Let me let me crack my white claw. Jim, I might have started. Know how you started. 
your pistachio, your rally pistachios last year. Rally nuts, yeah. And uh, it became an unhealthy thing for you? Oh, yeah. Um, that's what I'm worried about with the rally white claw today. I busted that out, and the Yankees turned up on a rally. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, it it could be, you know, 100 calories per can kind of summer for me. And, again, if you know someone at White Claw that really wants to sponsor Talking Yanks, fine. No, it was stupid that I never got sponsored by pistachios. I just spent a ton of money, ate really unhealthy stuff, and nothing happened. Like, come Sorry on. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Come on. All right, now are you ready to burn? Yeah, now let's burn. Crack burn my rally up. white claw. I'll take a sip. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one, Red Sox and Yankees in the Bronx. It doesn't get any better. The big maple, eh? James Paxton versus Chris Sale. And Sale's been on the clearance rack all season. Boing, DJ LeMayhew can't turn down a good deal. RBI single to right. Followed by King Louis V. Same, LOL. 2-0 Yanks after 3. Then this game will get real fun. Downtown goes Frazier. Solo Dolo. Mike Talkman. RBI double. Bottom six. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Mike Talkman. Three-run Yabo. Can you dig it? Glaber insurance home run to make it 8-0. Yanks after 7. Jim, the reason it was 8-0. Oh, don't you know the story of big game James Paxton, the big maple. And my dude was sweet as syrup on the bump. Eight innings pitch, two hits, 12 Ks, zero earned runs. Earn your pinstripes and mount me, my Mountie. Yankees win 8-0. You say mount me? Is that what you said at the end there? Um, I'm trying to reread it back, and it looks like someone put in the teleprompter, Mount Me, My Mountie. Mount Me, My Mountie. That's so, James Paxton. You could take that a lot of different ways. Yeah. Fun game. A lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Let um, me go to my notes here. My first note. Go to your notes there. Uh, Pax throwing hard. Dude, pumping 98-99 pretty casually, huh? Yeah. He he said in his notes that he wasn't he was he did found out he wasn't pitching down like he wasn't like with authority. I've been there. Yeah, that's a little bit like the throw harder, throw it harder. But he came out with like an attitude. And if you listen to Paxton when he was on R two C two, he said, "Oh, I pitch with an attitude. Like I'm ang- I like yeah. being angry up there." And that's what he was doing. That was really fun to watch. He shut them down, and I mean like the lineup. Going into this game, everyone was very nervous. <laughs> yeah. We're not just like, that's who we're throwing out there versus this Red Sox lineup who, on paper, still has a bunch of good names. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't see any Benny this series, which is fine by me, um, and their their lineup was stretched a little bit. Pedroia, I mean, is was this Dustin Pedroia's last baseball game? That's a little Stugatz coming out of me. I mean, James, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Paxton deserves an award, so I won't deep dive. But, uh, I mean, he just looked incredible. And I think uh, Lindsay Adler, friend of the program, she, she had a great tweet. I think after the, seventh, after the seventh inning, she tweeted out like, hey, I'm kind of new here. Did James Paxton tweet, did James Paxton earn his pinstripes? And I was about to give like an honest response where I was going to say, no, like if – 
if he has a good season after this point, you'd point to it and say he earned his pinstripes, and it's a corny term, I know. But, man, you put up eight innings pitch, 12 Ks, no earned runs in your first start against the Red Sox. I'll throw out some pinstripes. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's, I that's I special. I don't really care. I don't really care for that term. Sure. Um, I think, like, Teixeira, quote-unquote, earned his pinstripes in, like, an April game versus Baltimore. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah, it's pretty easy to earn Right. It's, it's very corny and hokey. I think Kaster even dropped one, I think, after the seventh inning, which I thought was a little hokey. But, I, I mean, hand, we'll hand out some. It's Halloween, baby. We'll just hand them out. You, you got them, Pax. Nice. I earned mine a while ago. I'm real proud of you. Thank you. Um, managerial decisions for this game, Jake. Okay. I mean, I saw a lot of uproar. Bullpen mismanagement, going to Harvey up eight in the ninth. Right? What are we doing here? Why are we using our best reliever in a blowout? Yeah. Spare his arm. Guy's never given up a major league run. <laughs> was was there any? There was the, the sack bunt from Romine, which didn't matter because Talkman hit a home run. Right. Um, and, and I, I think every, the sack everyone was the kind of okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I even think the yes booth was pretty into it. Coney, who kind of hates it, slash he gets the modern baseball game. He he got it. Um, man, I mean, we we got to sale, and uh, and then we just drove the screws in, and Paxson was giving up nothing. It was perfect. Judge had the nice stolen base where the the, uh, the throw got away there. Um, judge, people, judge people were game. tweeting at us like how much do you love that judge steal and we're like we like it but if he gets hurt on that we'll kill somebody <laughs> uh judge saved the game with the threat of his arm you did a breakdown on yeah. twitter of that inning where paxton escapes the jam double off the wall missing a home run by an inch game of inches yeah. it uh, could it should have been a home run or an out <laughs> by an inch either way <laughs> yeah so they have what first and or second and third no out was that what it was and Mookie was on third? second and third no outs no out. JD Martinez up at the plate jammed Martinez fly ball to right it, it definitely wasn't deep enough uh, Judge throws it in casually he knew they weren't tagging uh, next batter same thing uh, I want to say Pierce uh, Pierce flies out to right you thought Mookie might test it because it's like all right this is the second out if we don't. You know, if if I don't score here, it's not two outs. He doesn't test Judge because he respects Judge defense. Judge looks at him, gives him the, uh, yeah, you know, it's really good though, and and then he strikes out Moreland the next batter. I mean, that was that, that was the changed game. the entire game. Yeah, yeah. If, even if Mookie tags up and scores, that changes the outlook of that game. That was huge by Paxton and Judge having a good arm, like being a threat. Like if that's Damon in right field, that's not happening. Yeah, and I and I mean you you wonder if the Red, well if the Red Sox could play it back they definitely run Mookie the second one because Moreland struck out, but um I mean where baseball's at you can't block the plate and I mean Judge had a good throw but you still got to put the tag on there I mean you run that back you think Mookie might test it but uh yeah I mean once after that happened I mean Mike Talkman <laughs> um pretty pretty nuts eight nothing victory you're. Jim, I, I didn't put this together till now, but you're absolutely right. This was the perfect storyline. Dominate game one, come back game two just to twist the knife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's perfect from the Yankees story. Red Sox fans, I feel, I, I mean, 
if I had sympathy for Red Sox fans, I would feel bad for them because straight dominated with Sale on the mound. And Talkman, guys like Talkman hitting the ball, guys like Urshela throwing dudes out from their ass. The Red Sox got to be like, who's beating us right now? Yeah. What the fuck? And they got blown out. So then game two, Avaldi shuts us down for a while. They got to Hap early. Okay, we'll salvage this. We'll split. We can go home. We can move on to the next series with a win. And then Gardner twists the knife right there. Maybe we'll even burn it. Yeah, sorry. You're right. You got excited. I got excited. Well, you, the whole double thing. It was back an exciting thing. It's exciting. I was going to go look at my uh, the gifts I made to see if I'm misremembering any fun moments. Talkman getting excited. Yeah, Talkman border. Oh. I wouldn't say pimped it, but he fully connected. Oh, I think he pimped it. It was his he, first home run ever. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. He didn't pimp it. He enjoyed it. I think yeah. there's. I think there's a fine line there. What about Clint screaming like a lion? Yeah, after his Cl- home run. Clint Clint went full nut job. Everybody got a hit. We need to mention that Glaber was the last one, and then he hit the the homer just for the the cherry on top. Um, this was almost like the perfect game. Yeah, I do this game. 10 to yeah. 110 more times. Run it back. All right, let's burn game two. Burn game two. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game two. Jay Happ needing a good start in the worst way, and the Red Sox needing a win in the worst way. With Nate Dog Eovaldi trying to regulate the Sox season. Oh no, J.D. Martinez to center, followed by a Vasquez two-run shot in the second. Three-nothing socks after two. Where's Patrick Corbin? He's not settling down like Hap did. 6.1, three-earn run. That just happened. Yup. Yanks strike in the fourth. You ain't fucking with my Clint. Clint, 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 Clint. RBI double from Clint Frazier. Bottom seven. The crooked-necked lady from Haunting and Hillhouse, Ryan Brazier, to face the Pulse. Brett, the hitman. It's a guardy party. Grand Salami. It's 5-3. Yankees lead. That would be your final. Hap to Canely to Otto to Chappie. It's a sweep. Spit in my mouth. Let's go, Yanks. Hot mic. You got a hot mic over oh, here. Ooh, did you just wake up your entire apartment complex? So I do have a funny story about that. I, I've mentioned on here before that I've had to kick people out of the room I used to record. And so I had to do that today. Nice guy. The fire alarm went off in the building before, so it was kind of like a dead zone. Like some people scamper. By the way, fire alarms have gotten ridiculous. We need We need a new plan in this world. If there's a fire... We need a new alarm because fire alarm doesn't make anybody flinch. No, that's true. No one's flinching at a fire alarm. It's true. I it, Twice in the past week, the fire alarm's, alarm's gone off in my building. If it was a real fire, I'm totally dead. So we need, yeah. to, we need to work on that as a society. Yeah, fire alarm, five-star review, talking yanks. But um, I kicked out I, – I, so, Jimmy, picture this scene. I walk into the room – where I where I'm recording this right now, and there's a guy there. He's on his laptop. I was like, "Hey, man, I I, I reserved the room. Like, I'm sorry." He's like, "Oh, dude, not a problem at all. Like, I just came in here because it was here. Don't worry about it." So he walks out, and what does he see? He sees me looking pretty gross. I've been wearing this jersey all day. I worked out. I I'm in a sleeveless tank top with a white claw box in my hand. 
You got a box of White Claws? It was a box. I was sharing them with ex-roommate Jeff and Garrett, the Yankees fan who lives in my building. Garrett bought a shirt. He, he bought a That's For You Bitch sweatshirt. So I was like, that was really nice, Garrett. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple White Claws. So, but there's only one White Claw left, but I brought the box with me. So I'm walking in with a box of White Claws and a microphone, and this guy's looking at me like, yeah, you reserve the, bu- the room, buddy. Good for you, <laughs> huh? Yeah. And then I recorded that second burn because we were getting it out. So, and I think he could still hear me. He might be hearing this. But so then he hears me do that after I just walked in the room with a box of White Claws and a mic. So that guy's got to be pretty shook right now. But long and short of it, best day of my life. Best. <laughs> this guy yelling, spit in his mouth, drinking White Claws and a mic. I don't think it's hooked up to any speakers or anything. He's just yelling. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that, guy, that guy's out there right now like, whoa. <laughs> he, thinks you're, he thinks you're an MC. You're just like getting prepped for the bar mitzvah tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I'm taking reservations. Reservations? What the hell is that? Jimmy. Game two. Let's walk through it. Happer goes out. Two quick outs. Yes, Jay Happ, you're back. J.D. Martinez, I mean. Did you see that pitch? It was exactly where Romine wanted it, so I don't know. Yeah, and Coney Coney said it all right, and this is where baseball becomes a result-driven thing. If... J.D. Martinez doesn't swing in that strike three. We go, wow, Happer just painted the corner. Are you kidding me? But it happens to be one of the best hitters in the league. And he did leave it. It was middle in, which to J.D. Martinez, I still don't think that's a great pitch. A 92-mile-per-hour fastball middle in to J.D. Martinez, still not a great pitch. He muscles it to center. But you still walk away being like, he gets Pierce after that, which was a fearful at-bat because Pierce has owned him six home runs against Hap. So he still got through the first with one earned run, and you're sitting there like, okay, that still sucks, but we can still make this work easily. Then he's moving through the second, and you're like, all right, you know, we'll get Vasquez here, and we, we can make a start out of this. Vasquez gets another one against us, and that's when I think you tweeted out that Happer's broken. Oh, yeah, um, I did. I should correct that. He's not. He unbroke himself. But let's be honest. We all thought worst case scenario. We just paid this guy for a couple years. He's looked terrible. He's old. He's Happer old. settled down. <laughs> the he way is. you said the way you said that was it came out a little mean. It's honest. For <laughs> major league baseball, he's an older player. I think J Hap would would confirm that. Um, especially after hearing how honest he was on R two C two. Um I mean, a lot of Twitter owed Jay Happ an apology after those 6.1 innings, which could have been 6.2 easily if him and Voight had whatever bad playoff that was. That was like the Zoolander dance-off with bad plays between Voight and Happ. Did you hear Voight mic'd up? You could hear him yell like, fuck. Voight's got a lot of hard-o in him, which we're seeing a little more and more of. Because, like, dude, the Happ between the legs play... Why was he so mad about that? Voight, exactly. Voight gave that face like, dude, really? You're going to do that? And then Voight comes back with his play and just spikes one at his feet. So it's like, dude, I appreciate your intensity when you do the Sosa hop, but like, let's be a fun team still. <laughs> I, was, I was confused why Voight had that reaction when Hap went between his legs. I mean, part of me gets it because 10% of you is like, well, dude, you just tried to do a through the legs pass and you you roofed it. <laughs> I was I don't even care. I, I'm happy Hap tried that. I mean, it was kind of the best play. 
I think that was the only way he gets them. They changed it to a hit in the, in the scorebook. Yeah. I think it's the only um, way. And if he got him, it would have been awesome. Kind of would have been like a momentum builder, like a big dunk. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, Happer settled down, 6.13 earn. Clint, dude, great game. Three for four at the plate, three for three in his first three at bats. Uh, he has the double, which probably scores another one um, if it stays down the line, but it ricocheted off the wall. And then Jimmy, I mean, just as magical as a seventh inning as we could get with the bottom of the order coming up. Um, and may- maybe I'll do a breakdown on it tomorrow, but Jim, everything worked out because we either, if the bottom of the lineup started to rally, we needed to get Aaron Judge in at bat. Aaron Judge could not lead off another inning yeah. with with the score being 3-1. And... You know, I I think we were all thinking bad thoughts. We thought Gio Urshela might hit a double play, we th- or Romine might hit a double play, or Gardy might even hit a double play. When Gardy got up, I wasn't thinking bad thoughts. Okay, good. I I was thinking bad thoughts until they showed that he was two for three versus Brazier. Now three for four. Did did you did you watch my reaction? I was on Periscope. I did not see your reaction. Basically, I was reacting. Basically, I just shit-talked Brazier for throwing the worst 0-2 pitch in the history of 0-2 pitches. Yeah. Um, well, Gardy followed one off, right? No. He went, uh, he took the pitch before. Took off speed. Well, yeah, he fouled off on 0-1 pitch to make it 0-2. Right. And, and they were both off speed. And then he's got him 0-2, and he throws a 97 fastball. Middle in to la- to Guardy in yeah. the short porch in the stadium, and my reaction was just like you're. I said a lot of bad words, sure, I cursed a lot, and I just called Brazier an idiot because he was. That's a dumb pitch. Yeah, dumbest pitch in the world. But Take I, it. I liked Guardy going down the line, giving everyone high fives in the dugout, and then Gary's at the end, and Gary gives him a hug. Yeah, just a squid. teddy bear, Gary man. Gary's a hugger. We're we'll find that out soon. But, um, dude, I, you, you know, I, I half mockingly, half serious hype, hype up some of the stuff I do on Twitter. That image of Brett Gardner after the home run, forearms over the railing with Tyler Wade, Clint Frazier, and Mike Talkman on his side, just sitting there like the king of the court. I, I'm so glad it, it's kind of blowing up right now, and I'm so glad it is. I'm so glad everyone. Well, what else, was your What was your caption? Your caption was good because it's Guardy with all the young guys. My caption was "Love this pick of Guardy holding court with the youngins," and I said in quotes, "So you fuckers want to know how how I've been in the league for twelve years? Because right now, just go down the line on that. Tyler Wade, man, you can run, you can field, you can't hit too well right now." Clint Frazier, man, you are an MLB hitter, but you can't play defense. Mike Talkman, what the hell are you? And Brett Gardner just in the middle of them. Like, I do a little bit of it all, baby. And it is a, like, it is a nice reminder that Gardy has had a 12-year career as a starter for the Yankees. Right. And some like, people would just say, oh, but he sucked a lot. But he hasn't. He's been consistent at what he is. And what he, what he is gives the team... Enough. 
And I mean, not a lot of guys can say they have careers that long, like like literally. I might have to look up some numbers on that or get KT Sharp on it. I think but the I average mean, career is three just, years. Just I mean, just Clint Frazier looks amazing at the plate right now, and he's going to have a nice major league career because of it. He might not play 12 years of major league baseball. Um, like there's a good chance he doesn't. So, um, I mean, that's my man. My man. My man. Are we uh we ready? Only two games, so it feels like we're going through this fast. Yeah, it feels like we're going a little fast. I think the only thing we need to to probably mention because I don't see an award coming out of it. Adovino kind of got in a tough spot. Got out of it, and then he he bounced a bad three two curveball, but then he got out of it. Um, but yeah, other other than that, I mean, what we hope to be business as usual. Yep. All right, I'm trying to find a because uh, I do the scream sound effect for awards. Right, but that was bad awards, so I don't want to do scream here. Well, don't you have the pride of the Yankees sound effect? Yeah, but I do that. I go okay. like this. All right, time for awards, and then I go like, and then I go like this, <laughs> and then I go. Our first award is pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. And Jake gets to go first. I go on Sundays. Jake goes on the weekdays. I am one with the Lord. Jake is a heathen. Well, Who's your pride wait. of the Yankees? Just wait till the all-star break when that flip-flops, big daddy. Um, Jim, let's let's just keep this thing going. Um, I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. And when I say that, I mean buckle up because daddy's got a white claw with him. My pride of the Yankees. Can I do a breaking news real quick? Yes. Tim Anderson of the White Sox just retweeted my breakdown of wow. his... Of him pimping the home run and stuff, and said, nice. "You the goat, John Boy." So, wow, that's gonna best blow. day ever. That's this is adding to the two the two days of really good stuff for talking Yanks and us. Best, best day ever. Um, my pride of the Yankees, and that's weird. My pride of the Yankees is Tim Anderson, uh, White Sox shortstop. He had a nice home run today. No, uh, my pride of the Yankees, from what we were talking about before, is Brett Gardner and. There's a, there's a couple of you that just cringe when I said that because you're analytics-driven and Brett Gardner shouldn't bat leadoff for 162 games. And if you haven't gotten it yet, you're right, okay? Brett Gardner shouldn't bat leadoff 162 games. Look at some of the guys we're playing. Gio Urshela, Mike Talkman. what is that? We were happy to keep Mike Talkman in the lineup today because he's had one good Major League Baseball game. Brett Gardner has put together a 12-year career. Okay, he's not supposed to be our center fielder, but guess what? He's playing it, and he's doing the best he can. And guess what? He hit a grand slam today that won us the game. People still wanted to fight. They were like, well, you know, Gardy shouldn't be batting leadoff. Well, if you didn't have him batting leadoff today, we might lose this game. And Brett Gardner, I mean, he is just, he's going to be a part of this team. There's no world where he's not. If you're some guy who's out there, or lady, saying, well, well, when everyone's healthy, we should DFA Gardy so we could get Clint Moore at bat. Stop. Brett Gardner's going to be a huge part of this team. He's a huge part of the clubhouse. He, I know some of you don't love the way he's playing center field and hitting, but guess what? He's supposed to be our backup as a leadoff hitter and a center fielder, and he's doing his damn best, and he has for over a decade. Thank you, Brett Gardner. The pulse of the team. And he's doing the home run derby this year. And he's winning the home run derby. So four home runs. 
Jack Curry said it best. He he has a hundred home runs. That was his one hundredth major league home run. He has a lot of home runs that matter. Yeah. In the last couple of years, eighth inning shot versus the Cubs. Uh, ninth inning shot versus Darvish in 2017. Um, he had another one to tie it versus the Astros last year or something like that. Like he's had a lot of late inning home runs where pitchers think they can just blow a 97-02 fastball by him because he's just old Brett Gardner. And he says, nah, you dummy. My grandma's name is Punky Russell. I'm going to take that 97 heat and throw it back down your fucking throat. Two players in the history of the New York Yankees have 100 home runs and 250 stolen bases. One is Derek Sanderson Jeter. The other is Brett Gardner. That was the cool news alert. Who is your pride of the Yankees, James? My pride of the Yankees, pride, 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 pride of the Yankees is... Not the pride of America because he's Canadian, mm. so he's not really a Yankee. It's James Paxton. Yeah. Because he set the tone, Jake. I firmly believe game two doesn't happen if Paxton doesn't do what he did. And if we see a carry-on effect now with the starting pitchers, like if tomorrow we get a good start, or today, whenever you're listening to this, and then the next day we get another start, then we're going to start counting down the from James Paxton's appearance, the starting pitchers have been rolling. That's how starting pitching works. Yeah. And we talked on the pregame show that, and David Cohn said this on the on the broadcast, we're like, just kind of through osmosis, Hap's going to be more fired up to pitch just because of what Paxton did. He's going to have more confidence in himself just because of what Paxton just did to that lineup. That's a weird human tradition. And Coney said, you're dealing with heartbeats here. Hap went to sleep happier because the Yankees won and a little lighter because the pressure was off to, like, be the guy. Paxton took that upon himself and said, I'll be the guy. I'll go eight innings, no no runs, one hit or whatever it was, two hits, 12 strikeouts. Like, I'll do that. I'll stop it. I'll start a new trend. We needed that. So, so badly. And Paxton needed that too, because if he didn't, then it's three bad starts. And now we've got two dominant starts, two bad starts. I think one mediocre and one bad start from Paxton. But I firmly believe that if he did not go go out there and uh, the new term that the young ones like to use, Jake, is shove. If he did not go out there and pitch inside with intensity, with his fastball, and say, I'm going to just dominate you guys tonight. If he didn't do that, I don't think these two games both happen the way they do. And, Jimmy, I I was going to give Paxton everything you said was awesome. Everything you said was awesome and tying it to David Cohn. That's why he's brilliant. David Cohn loves analytics, but he's played the game, and he knows you can't measure that stuff, um, which is awesome. I I had Paxton lined up for an award. I was going to give him the reverse Sonny Gray award. Because in his two starts at home, James Paxton is 13.2 innings, 17 strikeouts, one earned run. That's good for a .66 ERA. You want to live Yankee, win Yankee fans over, bring it at the house in the Bronx, and he did that. And his numbers on the road are going to settle down. Right now they're bad. It's early in the season. But uh, you want to win over fans, you do it in the big house in the Bronx, and he's doing that. He's doing 
that. Yeah. yeah. We needed it. That was awesome. Just the fact that he has that in him versus that Red Sox lineup, who is struggling right now. But you know what I mean? Like, if he did that versus the Royals, it's not the same. He's got to do it versus the big teams. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's always, when you do that, when you do anything as an athlete, we've said this with hitters, Jim. When you're a hitter and you've hit a home run off a pitcher, you know you could do it again because you've done it before. I think we can use that here with James Paxton, knowing that he can do this in pinstripes, that, man, you you can do this whenever you want, big fella. So, mm-hmm. All right. Now moving on to to take this very happy episode yeah. of two really well-played games and turn it on its head. You Yankee motherfucker. And you get to oh go first. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Oh, my God. I was, I was regular to go. I was ready to go to regular old awards, and now I'm not. Um, my Yankee MFR, cheese and rice. Um, God, who's going to be my cop out? I really want to give it to Mike Talkman and give a whole spiel about we shouldn't even be excited about him, but I, I won't do that to but the you guy. You can't do that. I said I wasn't going to. I was just about to say it was an incredible moment. Good for him. How how stoked was that kid to meet him? Yikes. Um, Jimmy, my cop out <laughs> is going to be Romine. How about that? Um, okay. Romine doesn't. He looks not good behind the dish, which is kind of our one ask of Romine when he's there. Um, so that'll just be my cop out award. What I mean, you wanna it's not a play to circle, but Adavino threw him a fastball with a runner on third and it just like popped out of his glove and you're sitting there like, geez, dude, what's going on? But um cop out Yankee MF or Romine. Okay. Wow, so mean of you. What do you got? I was thinking about giving it to Mike Ford. You that would be the rudest thing you've ever done. In the history of talking Yanks, as a prank. I mean, you can't give out prank mfers. That's the thing. When we count these at the end of the year, and we're like, "Ah, oh, Mike Ford got an mfer." I was like, "Oh, it was just a prank." You do it as a prank now. You would look back at yourself in October and cringe that you gave Mike Ford a Yankee mfer. <laughs> I'm not giving playing it- an inning of baseball. Here, here's the th- here, here's who I'm giving my mfer to. Okay. Okay. And and it's a cop out. But I'm just going strictly off numbers here. You went Romine. I'm going Glaber Torres. He okay. had one hit in the two games and no walks. And he, so he didn't get any hits. He didn't get on base. The only hit he got was the home run at the end of game one. That was like pure slop time home run yeah. to go up eight. I don't think Glaber damaged us in any single way. But it's a two-game sweep. And I had to find a goddamn name. Get off my back about it. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Regular old awards. Yeah. Ah! I didn't mean to hit that button, but I hit that one. Jim, I think you're going to like this award. Let's hear it. I am giving out the Eduardo Nunez on steroids award. Eduardo Nunez on steroids award. Yeah. You know who goes to? Urshela? Clint Frazier. Oh. Because <laughs> guess why? My he... man can hit. My man is a major. My man is an all-star major league hitter. 
When I don't know if it's this year. There's a chance it is. My dude is an all-star major league hitter at some point in his career. My dude also can't play defense at all. Currently. But he didn't even get the chance to play defense. He DH'd both games. Right, but out of necessity, Jim. Um, not out of <laughs> not out of anything else. We started Mike Talkman against Chris Sale, which ended up working out. But my word, from what we saw from Mike Talkman to start him against Chris Sale, uh, that was something in and of itself. Let me get to the positive stuff here. Clint Frazier and Jim, this is one where I'm going to half give myself a pat on the back. He is in control at the plate, man. He yeah. is in he is in his world up there. If he wants to hit for power, he's going to try to hit for power. If he wants to go oppo field on you, he's going to go oppo field. If he wants to take some pitches, he's going to do it, man. And, I mean, he was locked in. He goes 500 this series. Small dose, obviously. And, Jim, the head down homer. Did you go back and look at the head down homer? I did not. Um, well, it, again, I, I mentioned this in the pregame show today, which you haven't been checking them out. Go check out the pregame shows. There's a lot of, a lot of fun, distract you from work. Maybe, um, Clint Frazier's home run in game one, opposite field. He gets a hold of it. I can't tell if he thinks he gets more of it and he's almost doing a fake, not pimp it. Or, or he thought he flied out. Or if he just is, does a pure hit it and run, but he connects and he just goes head down and I don't know, man. Clint was smiling on the bases big time today. And he had that weird scream the other day. Clint's having a blast. Yeah, yeah. He's having a blast. He was in the club. Did you hear they they made the nightclub today? In the in the uh, clubhouse? In the, in the clubhouse after when Fog Machine, Strobe Light, Dance party. Okay. This is a new thing a lot of baseball teams are doing. The Rays. The Rays are doing it as well. And... The Rays do it after every single win. The Yankees said they're just going to do it after what they consider big wins. Yeah. This is a lot of people are going to say, a lot of people hate when you celebrate the wild card game, but that's with champagne right. and stuff. But listen, this team right here, these guys, they need, they deserve to let loose after tonight. Yeah. And I'm totally fine. Someone asked us, what do we think about it? And I think they were getting a lot of backlash on it on Twitter for like, like, oh, you celebrated that? I don't care. Let your hair down. Dance a little. Have fun. Be back tomorrow. New story. I, I don't care. I mean, yeah, this, it's been a tough go for that clubhouse. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, cue, the, cue, cue the cool... You know, right around the corner joke, but um, and yeah, they they have other teams have done this. Um, so I mean, no originality points, but it's still fun. And Jim, I think there's another fun twist to this that people were people were trying to get on Judge. I think it was Judge Giancarlo Wade and Clint were seen at a club Sunday night before the off day. I want to say Lavo in NYC. Lavo, you want to? <laughs> Yeah, send us a shirt. I'll wear it. But um, and people were like, "Whoa, Yankees at the club," and it's like, "Yeah, they had an off day the next day, and they live and work in New York City. It's okay." Yeah. Do you remember what we heard at spring training that 
Clint said that Clint thinks he's more attractive than Wade and Gardner just looked at Clint and laughed in his face. I don't remember that. Someone told us that. I think that you just dreamed that and it was like a happy dream for you. No, I think Sam told us that. I think it was a dream. No, it's funny. Clint was laughing. Gardy was laughing at Clint because Clint thought he was more attractive than Wade. I just okay. picture Clint and Wade at the club together, both both posting up, like wearing Yankee something, and subtly just like it's like on their shoulder, and they're just no, nudging. No, that's the difference. Tyler Wade would just go black shirt, jeans, and let it ride. Clint would have a he'd have like a Yankees piercing in. Yeah, and he'd be something. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's my bad. I play for them. Yeah, uh, for uh, for uh, like he got like a batting glove on. Oh, we forgot to take this off after the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, I still in my pocket. Yeah, I brought I a bat to the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's just because I'm a New York Yankee. I don't know. I'm a Clint Frazier. You've seen me on Twitter and stuff. That noise? Yeah, I'm still wearing my spikes. <laughs> click clack, click clack. <laughs> Who's your right. first award, James? My first award, Jake, is the Man in the Iron Mask Award. I tweeted this. Did you see it or do you not know? Say it again. The Man in the Iron Mask Award. Oh, I don't know. Do you know who the Man in the Iron Mask is? Louis the Fourteenth. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah, he's the king. He's a bad king. The Three Musketeers go rescue the king's twin brother, which got locked up in an iron mask, so no one would find out he existed. And right. they switch the kings. All of a sudden, Louis the Fourteenth of France became a nice king. Jimmy, Someone you get this sw- award out every week. We get it. Yeah. Mike Talkman. Someone switched Mike Talkman on the off day. His <laughs> his his evil twin brother or good twin brother has now replaced him because Mike Talkman is now doing stuff. Guess what kind of hitter he is, Jake? Ooh, you got a scouting report now? I guess what kind of hitter he is. What kind of hitter is he? Nick Swisher. Okay, interested. Get to 2-0, get to 3-1, have at it. That's what he did yeah. the last two days. Okay. Nick, Nick Swisher never didn't swing at a 2-0-3-1 pitch. Mike Talkman also got some walks. He had a 429 on base percentage in these two games. I think his double was an 0-1 pitch, though. I mean, it's not always. Oh, okay, gotcha. But if he gets to those counts... That's when he's dangerous. That's when he's dangerous. Yeah, he's gotcha. he's a, he's going to be a bad ball hitter. Like Nick Swisher never really did in the postseason because he beat up bad oh, Tyler Austin esque, right? Um, but yeah, he was working counts, big home run to blow that game open. I mean, if he doesn't hit that home run, see, that's the kind of home run where I, I argue with someone if they're like it's a garbage time home run because I think the Yankees were up four, but no, because uh, taking the game from four. To seven, it's not a garbage time home run. You that's just a saved, game ending home run. That's a game ending home run. You saved a lot of the bullpen. That 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 mattered a lot. Yeah. So that the double, which turned into a triple, which see if it was just that, if he went like one for four with that, I'd still be who is Mike Talkman? Because that was right. kind of a hard hit ball, but Pierce or Moreland whoever was like kind of playing in and went back by him. Blah blah. blah. Home run was a no doubter. Second deck. It was a shot, man, and I mean, it, it It just all came together, and it's why baseball is a brilliant sport, and it needs to be told to the kids. Um, that first foul ball against Chris Sale was the best swing 
he's had in all of his 18 at-bats up until that point, or it might have been 19 because he had a bat before that, and it was a foul ball. And people need to appreciate how good of a swing that was. Then he hits the double down the line, peacocking like the king of the world, hits the home run. People are talking to him in the dugout now because they think there's a chance he might stay. Um, I mean, awesome for him. Just awesome for him. Did you hear that no one on the Yankees knew it was his first career home run? No. So Michael K. told the story, no one knew it was his first career home run because so, he's been up and down. So he kind of just celebrated, <laughs> like got to the dugout, and then he was just sitting down next to Clint Frazier and turned to him and said, you know, it's my first ever homer. And Clint was like, what? <laughs> and then really told the good. whole team. And no one knew. And that goes to my theory that no one has talked to Mike Talkman. No, they around. haven't. They, think they look at him like a plague. The whole situation was weird, and it hasn't gotten less weird, to be honest. But um, good talk, for him, Talkman man. to me, he looks like a like a eight to twelve year old boy in a man's body. I think it might be just his haircut okay. face combo. A little bit. The the big eye black. The eye black is thick. Two C's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. But uh, he wins the Man in the Iron Mask award. And hopefully he got switched out. And we talked about this on the pregame show, but his first 18 plate appearances are mirror image to Luke Voigt's first 18 plate appearances last season. Mirror image. So our our favorite line from the movie The Man in the Iron Mask, Jake, is from uh, Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich. Where the one musketeer comes up to them and he's like, I have this idea. I want to switch the Kings, like this ludicrous plan. And John Malkovich kind of like is like half paying attention. He just looks at me, goes, "Whatever the plan, I am with you." Dead in the eye. Dead in the eye. Jake and you I could love have that said quote. anything. You could have said, "Kill the king, kill my wife." Whatever the plan, I am with you. Let's all lead our left foot tonight. No, whatever the plan, I am with you. That's kind of my relationship with Cashman. And Jim, I mean, I I don't want to get things too excited, but I mean, the Royals come in town for four. They're not known for their pitching. It, it would be pretty wild if Mike Talkman could get something going. Pretty wild. What's your next award? Jimmy, my next award, and you know how much I love the whatever the plan is, I'm with you, because that's kind of just what I do with you on a daily basis, to be honest, <laughs> is... I, I guess I, I've got one that's that kind of plays with your heartstrings. I'm going to go with the... She's only 17. Why, why, why? I don't know if any... And it's not that common of a song. It's Kings of Leon, but okay. She's only 17. Sounds like you in the courtroom. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you were trying okay. to adopt that person when i was trying to adopt that kid that's right um yeah that looks older than me because i look like i'm 14 yeah jim the she's only 17 award i just sing it because it's in that song you like but it's a reference to 2017 <laughs> and it's a reference to my friend tommy canely tommy tight pants um jim i mean a a lot of people could get awards and we've talked about a lot of people but jim Tommy Canely, and maybe this is just me patting myself on the ass again, but five of his six relief appearances this year, he hasn't given up a run, Jim, which, dude, you know I'm a big fan of the write-your-own-storybook tale in sports. 
he comes out and he walks the house in his first appearance, <laughs> and then he gets out of it. He goes full Houdini. Man, he got touched up against the Astros, but he's been really solid. He's putting up good numbers on the gun. Uh, I feel like his changeup even hasn't been wipeout yet, but Tommy Canely looks good. And Jim, when when the troops get healthy, if Dellen comes back before June first, and you have to eat your own dog, we could see kind of all of this come together if if Tommy Canely is the fifth, sixth guy out of our bullpen, and he's the Tommy Canely from 2017 who pitched four games in the 2017 ALCS, that's where this team gets a chance to be special. So a little shout-out to my guy, Tommy Tight Pants. Tommy Tight Pants. Tom, Tom, Tom. You just... Snagged him for me, so now I'm trying to figure out who I want to give my next. Wow, you were going TP. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was your award called? Well, because we kind of what? What was your award going to be called? No, I want to save it. Okay, that's fair. I was get. I was saying this to try to prolong it so you could think of your next award, but now you're kind of. <laughs> you're, no, you're I want to talk about. I want to talk about the decision to bring Tommy in there. Because at the okay. time I at the time I disagreed with it. Ooh, interesting. Down two runs in the seventh inning with a man on. That's where I would I would like to bring in our best reliever. Oh, to hold it because it's only two runs and Boston's bullpen sucks and we're a good so team. So you agreed with the decision. You didn't agree with the reliever. Yeah, I would have rathered him gotcha. go to Britton or Adovino right there, one of the top guys. The whole pen's rested. Yeah. Because if Canely blows it, he's not at the top tier yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand wanting Adovino the next inning to face the, the main guys. Right. But at the time, I was thinking, this is stupid. This is what we got mad at last year when Boone in his press conferences said, if it was only a one-run difference, I would have went with, D Rob, but with two runs, we brought in Shreve. It's like, what? Right. What are you? What are we doing? That right. don't treat two run deficit different than one run. So I was, I was, I was mad at. I wasn't mad, but I was like, damn it, I wouldn't have brought Canely in here. It turned out to be a good move. Would have been a double play if Canely didn't let that guy walk to second base. Yeah, I was, I was gonna a couple quick things that we, a we forgot about Paxton. Part of the reason that performance was huge is we're we're in the middle of a 13-game and 13-day 13, 13 stretch. The only reliever that throws is Joe Harvey for one inning. That's huge. B, this is a Yankees podcast, and we're not supposed to say stuff like this, but Jim, Alex Cora, man. I, I was literally about to say, like, all right, Devers is on first. Let's just twist one here. There's no chance he's going on Romine. Devers takes off, and they had the scouting report on Canely, and they knew the Yankees wouldn't be looking for it. That was really impressive. Um, <laughs> suck it, Red Sox. You lost. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess for me right now, you can't put Canely and Shreve in the same boat. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it wasn't. They're not in the same boat at all, but it, it's the same same tier. Just go if, to the top if guys. If Canely gives up a run there, we would be saying, where's Adovino or Britain? That's more than fair. Yes, but Canely was throwing. He, his last pitch to JBJ was 98 miles per hour, so good for him. I think I'll, I'll check the pitch thing right now. Uh, 
okay, so his one and one, he went fastball changeup, and then he just pumped two fastballs, 97-97, to Jackie Bradley Jr., who's hitting around 100 right now. That was that was impressive. To- Tommy believes in himself, and he challenged him. He wasn't scared. Weren't scared. Weren't scared. You got an award? <laughs> yeah, I got an award. Okay. I've been had. Been had awards. Been had awards. Slip sliding away. Okay. Slip sliding away. You know the near your destination. You like Paul Simon? You like Paul Simon. Anyway, slip sliding away award. Yes. Gio Urshela. Nice. Good for left, him. Left foot slips out. Can't pickpocket me because I'm sitting on my wallet. And I'm going to throw this dude out. Crazy play. Made Sports Center top 10. So it's going to make uh, the Number awards one play. here. It, it's plays like that. Like, like I said with the, the hat play, if he makes the behind the leg, it's a dunk in basketball. Yeah. The whole crowd is now going, oh, and cheering and like clapping, like, and, and kind of people looking around, like, we got something here. Like, this is a good game. Like, yo, no one fucked this up. Paxton's doing that. Geo just did that. Judge doing that. Like, let's, let's all, no one fucked this up. You know what I mean? And when the more things that can build onto the wall, more people are like, okay, be very gentle. Be very gentle. Let's not make a mistake. Not going to be me. That play is awesome. That play was fantastic. It's like, it's top of a lot of, uh, like it was all over the internet. Yeah. And Jim, you know, the, the two positions that are close to my heart are center field and third base. I, I think those positions you can make special dynamic plays at that don't compare to the other positions. And I tagged you in a play earlier on Instagram. It was Matt Chapman making my dream play from third base. There was a shift on, foul ball. Dude came from miles away to make a play. And not only is it a dunk for the Yankees, Jim, but it's also almost a blocked shot. We'll keep going with the basketball comparison. It turns into a block shot because it, when you're the Red Sox or you're the person who gets your shot blocked, now you're thinking about it and you're like, God damn, there's nothing I can do. I just I just banged one down the line. I couldn't get it by this guy. It's uh, It hits on two folds. It's not only momentum for you, but it's a step back for them too. Yeah. So good for Gio. Good for Gio. And a, I, guy, a guy who didn't know he was going to play Major League Baseball this year is – getting big at-bats for the Yankees and was all over ESPN. So really good for Gio. That, uh, our awards this week, Mike Talkman, Gio Urshela, Tommy Canely, Clint Frazier, all the mainstays. I mean, mine are more mainstay than yours. Tommy Canely wasn't a mainstay last year, nor was Clint. No. Yeah. This year, though. I hope Tommy can, can do the good. It looks good, man. That fastball is there. We we haven't even seen that piss a change up from him yet. No. All right, you got any any final thoughts? Any closing thoughts? I mean, how high are we? Can how 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 long can these two games keep us up? If they go out tomorrow with base running mistakes and errors, and who's pitching tomorrow? Herman, CC, uh, CC, do you love me? Are you pitching? Are you pitching? That was good, Jim. Look at you. Yeah, I'm hip. I know shit. Jimmy Pop Cultures, brah. Uh, we've got Homer Bailey. Oh, my God. He's on the Royals. Homer Bailey versus Domingo Herman. 
Jacob Junis, your guy against CeCe. Uh, Heath Fillmire against Tanaker. And then oh, Jorge. I just called. I just called Heath Fillmire the biggest loser in the baseball. <laughs> oh boy! And so Tim got a friend. And Tim Anderson just retweeted that to the the baseball <laughs> public. So, so he he's pissed. Um, you know what? So, so everyone was tagging Fillmire in my breakdown because I call. <laughs> I said, I think I said some mean stuff. I was like, look at this sure. loser, biggest fucking loser in baseball. Heath Fillmire didn't even know your name, and now I hate you, dude. So it turns yeah. out I have an enemy coming into this series. This is great. Yeah. Um, Dude, Phil Meyer was doing the thing where he was just chirping Tim Anderson from the sideline and sure. just doing like, yeah, keep talking, bro, and f- fake clapping. Girl, you're so great. Yeah. And it's like, dude, get out of here. Yeah. Leave. Phil Meyer. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We're going to see how this Kansas City series goes. Right now, we think it's going to be really good. We Domingo's been great. CeCe's first start was great. Um, yeah, I mean, if it gets ugly, we're, we're Yankees fans. We're going to turn and want a good product. Um, I don't know, man. I tomorrow's the big one for me because you mentioned the Yankees opened up the club tonight. Um, if there's a hangover effect from the Red Sox series tomorrow, that would suck. And if that affects this Kansas City series, that would suck. I mean, I'm not gonna say now's the time because it's a long season, but man, is there an opportunity to get hot right now? Four games versus Kansas City, and Jim, it's before that big West Coast road trip, so. Let's let's really get this KC series. Let's do it. Let's win. Let's win. Let's, let's win. win. All right. Anything else? If you want, uh, if everyone's in a good mood and happy, and you want to leave a five star review, what did you want them to write on it, Jake? I don't even remember. I was I was in a different world then. You were you were you were you were gone. I was were, running White Claw City. You were in it. No, it wasn't White Claw. Leave whatever you want. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Rate, subscribe, share it with your friend. Do whatever you want. Enjoy the Yankees. Soak this up for as long as possible uh, because that first pitch, hearts go on the line again. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. It was fire alarm. Thanks, Shane. Fire alarm. Five stars. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Yanks.